0: We are going to be uncovering some untold riches. Let's do this. We're here today to talk to one of our dearest friends. I want to talk to Mike and I'm going to to pump him up a little bit because legitimately when I was a baby realtor, I'd been a realtor for maybe a year. I did not have my feet under me yet. Richard came to work at at Weikert where I was working at the time as our managing broker. I came in with a huge lending problem because I didn't know anything about anything. Mm -hmm. And he connected me with just my favorite vendor partner I've ever had in my eight-year career, uh, Mike Ott at First Heritage. So things that I love about Mike, one, he's just a wonderful person. Like he's a great hang. He's good to just have lunch with and talk. He's got an easy laugh and a, and a winning smile. But more than that, he started out, and he'll talk more about this, but as a school teacher, and I'm going to ask him about that a little bit more uh, on the podcast, but he started, So as I was a young agent learning loan programs and how to help people understand how that all worked, his pedagogy, his his teaching method was just a step above, you know, any other person I'd talk to, to try and kind of walk me through how to teach others. And now as I coach and I'm teaching my buyers and sellers, you know, the ins and outs of the market, I very often mimic a lot of the techniques and the communication skills that he exhibited very early on in my career. I latched onto that and it became one of my calling cards uh, that I love education first. Um, So aside from being just a genuinely good dude who's helped me help, dozens, literally dozens of families uh, into homes has never failed to qualify a buyer who remains committed to their transaction uh, and works as hard as anybody else I've ever met in the industry. Um, uh, Mike, Richard, you want to talk really quickly about Mike before I literally drop. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: absolutely. So firstly, pedagogy, that's how we say it. And the method and practice of teaching, especially (laughs) as an academic subject or theoretical concept that's what that word means. I still don't know what it means, We're but are glad we said it. Also, Mike, how I would introduce Mike, one, I have the greatest nickname for him that was given to him, and I can't take credit for it. I believe it was Chris Shedd thought it up, but I'm going to take credit for it on this podcast because it's my podcast, and I can say whatever I want. Uh, it's our podcast, I should say. Um, I'm being selfish in the moment, and I'm going to tell it to you when he jumps it's on, and then he's going to have to tell us about how he feels about it because he didn't have a say in it uh, for years. And I can say, using the young kid vernacular for today, Mike slaps, smacks, <laughs> slays, skims, whatever, you, whatever form of assault you wanted, you want to refer to him as. He's crushing it as a human being. Love this guy. He's one of my favorite people. Foot show, my god!
0: Without further ado, bring him on with his nickname. Bring him on. Shout him out with his nickname. All right, here he is for everybody.
1: He's here. Mike Tater Tot Ott. That's right. That's uh, right.
2: Uh, That's oh, thanks, God! Thanks, guys. What? What an introduction. Start oh, dude. the Tater Tot Ott uh, nickname. Have you? Yeah.
1: How many people do you tell that name to? Have you? Like, how often are you like?
2: Not too many. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, because <laughs> when you're like I don't, you're like
2: I don't know how he really feels about it. I'm like I don't know how I really feel about
1: it. All right, well, well that's how we're going to start this. It, it, I'd I, like I, to process that. How do we, we feel about we it? How do you recall getting it? Let's hear your side of the story. What was your experience? When did it come up? Tell us about it.
2: You know, so I honestly think, and yeah, it was it was Chris. It was you know back at uh, ERA days, right? Yep. Oh yeah, uh, uh, and but there was. Uh, I think that kind of came even before Chris, like because you know last name like Ott, and then you've got Tater Tot. You know, I I, I think growing up, I probably heard that reference <laughs> a couple different times. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, it it but it I definitely can say it uh, never stuck. Until you guys
1: in <laughs> the real estate right.
2: office.
1: I'll be yeah. honest, there are going to be times where I haven't seen you in a while, and we'll catch up, and I'll walk in, I'll be like,
2: Kater! And
1: people are like, What? And then you're like,
0: <laughs> We're going to clip Richard's original reaction from when like, I was recording. We're going to clip it and put it right here Just so you can see the look of sheer joy Richard had <laughs> that he could use that moniker. For our dear
2: friend Mike. Well, I know when I signed up to do this with you guys that this whole tater tot thing is gonna be somehow oh. and here we are, we're kicking it off. Yeah, you. I you don't
0: know. Know. we're I don't know. I don't, see I don't really see the connection. Yeah, person.
2: and yeah, how do I feel about it? Yeah, I've been called much worse, right? Oh, so right. it's not that
0: bad. Yeah. Of <laughs> endearment, being endeared to people is always something that one wants to take <laughs> to heart, you know, I think generally.
1: What I would love is if somebody was listening who like really is into design or branding, and they just created an entirely new brand for Mike Tater Tot as a loan officer and this just kind of financial thought leader that he is, and he just takes this brand that he has now, being very serious, super professional. Uh, he can cut up too. Don't get me wrong, Mike. He'll throw in he'll throw in some 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 super jabs. He'll, he'll cut up with us. We'll cut up with the best of them. But I would love to see a business card with a tater top with, with with glasses on it, and that's that that's his. And then contact information on the back. I would love it. I would. So if somebody can make that happen, I don't know. One day, a year from now, two years from now, when somebody we get like a
0: t-shirt of Mike doing like gun points, and he's wearing a t-shirt with just a tot on it. So it's Mike on a shirt on my shirt with a shirt with a tater top. Hey, I would wear that shit oh. all day.
1: Oh god, oh that's the hardest. I think I've laughed on, the, on one of these so far. You, you I love it so much. God, uh, he's so happy.
0: I love it so much. And the thing oh. about potatoes is they're good any way you cook them. And that's how Mike is. It doesn't
2: work. I, I, I was gonna say you can't go wrong with all, whether it's fry or uh, tater tot, right? I mean, if it's if it's fried potatoes some way, shape, or form, I mean it's.
1: Can't be bad. Oh, dude, it's so <laughs> good. Oh, so but honestly, how do you feel about actual tater tots? Fan? Take them, leave them? Are they? Um, really uh, I
2: will. I will take a a good like steak fry over tater tots any day. But really? tater tots are not bad. Oh, They're okay. not bad. Yeah,
1: not bad. They're like a good air fryer option. You know, you're like yeah, hey, we'll definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm gonna
0: be honest. Tater tots are my favorite form of potato of fried potato. And that's I. I didn't make up this name. I'm just glomming on. Yeah. If, they're friggin' delicious.
1: They're amazing, crispy everywhere.
2: My, my my problem with tater tots though is that if they're not, they need to be crispy. Oh yeah. If, if they're oh, like soggy, warm and mushy, and yeah. yeah, a little soggy and like ah, like you know you mashing around in your mouth. I don't know. It's just one of those things where a tater tot I'm okay with, but yeah, it's got to be. I'd rather have it slightly overcooked than
0: anything slightly undercooked. I, agree more. I would agree I would
1: agree. All right. <laughs> you're, well, you're, that's you're okay. tater tot that's always crispy. So there we go. <laughs> Let's get into the crispy. Mikey, tell us about you. What's your story, man? Who are you? How have you gotten to where you are today? Some interesting anecdotes along the way. What do you got for us? Tell us all things. Um,
2: well, and I appreciate the kind words of the introduction there. And um, uh, yeah, definitely could talk about my uh, uh, past life of teaching. Um, but that also kind of goes way, way back. Um I mean, just in a nutshell, not to give you an entire bio, because nobody wants to listen to that. Grew up in, what, semi-rural town, 25, 30 minutes east of Erie, Pennsylvania, right on the shores of Lake Erie. And um, parent had two parents that were school teachers. Uh, and then aunts and uncles and grandparents that uh, had taught. So education was kind of a big deal Um you know in my upbringing and i was that kid that you know i i wouldn't dare get in trouble at school right because mm-hmm. i had the teacher parents that would just like hammer me at home <laughs> so, did you go to school
1: so, with your parents did you go to the no school
2: okay. no no that's um thank god um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my parents each taught actually my mom was just across uh state line new york and you know, that, that next town over, so to speak. And my dad was at uh, taught middle school at uh, kind of uh, a rival school in our County, um, which was always fun, kind of in a sports uh, sense because my dad coached basketball. I played basketball and, you know, it was a, a big deal when, you know, uh, our school was playing their school kind of thing. So it was kind of cool, but uh, the, uh, but yeah, so the, I mean I've been you know raised by by educators and uh you know I but I still remember even my dad saying you know when I went to college um I actually went to college I wanted to love love sports love basketball wanted to coach but uh you know t- t- teaching was like yeah I want to teach but I thought like I'll go into PE right
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and that, that'll be my avenue in for, for, for coaching. Well, I got, you know, I went to Slippery Rock University in Pennsylvania, which for anybody who doesn't know is about 40 minutes north of uh, Pittsburgh. Um, and honestly, I don't think the town would be on the map if the university wasn't there. Um, so kind of small school, Western PA. Went in under PE um, and I thought, well, I'd like to maybe be on the track to become a physical therapist, mm-hmm. right? And I go in and I kid you not, like that. my freshman year, I, I took like biology and I loved science in high school. And I got in a biology class, it was my only night class. And I don't know, you know, for anybody that you know, has done the college thing and done like the three hour night class, mm-hmm. it's, it's awful. It's it's yeah. dreadful, yeah. and and that was the really the and again, Slippy rocks not that big. It's not like you're, I'm at at Penn State and I'm like one of three hundred in an auditorium watching the teacher on a monitor. Uh, there's a human, but I'm still in like my college's version of kind of amphitheater style biology, and it was just like all didactic, no hands on, nothing. And three hours every wednesday, and i 'm like oh, i 'm like oh, now I hate science, right, and you can 't go into physical therapy hating science right. <laughs> it's just it 's not an option you know because you 're going to get into physiology and all that other stuff, and it 's just going to be and i here I am, great high school science student, love biology, love my biology teacher again a lot of a lot of my teachers I saw you know, I like, you know, picked and choose some of their, uh, methods, approaches, personalities, and kind of molded myself into my own teacher later on from these great people. But I just, uh, that whole thing, like of PE, like, Hey, I'll be a physical therapist if this whole like PE and coaching thing doesn't work out. And it just kind of like fell apart. Just, and I'm like, ah, biology. I like, I don't, I no longer like biology. I don't like night classes. Um, you know and i remember freshman year walking to and from that class thinking like ah, "Man, i don't know if i can do you know three and a half more years of this mm. um but i did <laughs> but i totally you know flipped stayed in stayed in education um i took you know when you go to college you got to fill all these liberal blocks right mm-hmm. i take um an intro to fiction class and I have this cool ass professor, Dr. McCarran, I will never forget this guy, who just made like reading and discussing and writing about literature, which I was never a big reader either. like yeah. I was like you know, I was that typical like um, more so the the jock guy in high school like, oh, I'll do whatever I can to avoid reading or I'll you know I'll just I'll buy the Cliffs notes, mm-hmm. right. Uh, to take the test or do the exam or whatever it is. And I actually kind of learned in college to how to be a better reader. you know um uh, and then I found like reading for an enjoy for enjoyment, and not just just knowledge and you know, like class, you know schoolwork stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I just kind of flipped. I'm like, ah, ah, I guess I'll be uh, I'll stay in education, but uh, I'll teach English because, hey, I'll still be teaching and I'll still be able to coach and right. got English degree there at slippery rock. Um, and it, you know, at that time in Pennsylvania, well, I, I maybe it's still the same, but if you, t- to get a teaching job in Pennsylvania, um, you either have to wait till somebody dies or retires because okay. yeah, because the, now you come to an area like DC, right? There's more dollars down here. Teachers are paid. Mm-hmm more. Um, they're never paid enough for what they should be paid, but they're paid more because the cost of living is so much greater here. Right. And salaries are basically renegotiated and hopefully increasing kind of on an annual basis, at least here in our Northern Virginia, DC area. In Pennsylvania, the money's so good at the top, right? For the teachers that have been there forever. Mm-hmm. So you've got like these ancient like figures like being like rolled in right and like dusted off and put in front of 16 to 18 year olds that are just hanging on forever. And I poke fun at this, right? Obviously, but but there's there's a lot of truth in that that people will just hang on, hang on, hang on, because the money at the teaching scale, at the top of the teaching scale was so great. So that's why, like I said, somebody the joke is somebody's gotta die or retire. And they're probably going to die first <laughs> before they, before they retire because they'll just hang on and on. Is that what so, it ended up for you down here? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how you know. I was so bummed out, and um, uh, you know, it was hard. Uh, I'm like, if I stay in the Pittsburgh area, I'm going to die a slow death. In substitute teaching, mm-hmm. and I went on to the Slippery Rock University's uh, career services page, went under education. And there were just, like, all these job fairs. And they were all in Virginia. <laughs> you know, Virginia, Maryland, they were like in this mid-Atlantic. And I'm like, well, you know, like, it's four hours, four and a half hours away. I'm like, why don't I just go down there and see what it's like? Um, and I actually filled out. I, I remember trying to interview in Pennsylvania to get a teaching job. And you have to go through, like, interview one, right? It's this kind of, like, I don't know, real short, like, I think they're kind of trying to judge your character, right? Type thing. Right. Then they progressively intensify until a point where you're on interview number four, if you've made it that far. And now you're teaching a mock lesson in front of, you know, it's just kind of crazy compared to, I fill out this career services application for here, Prince William County in Northern Virginia. And I swear I hit the submit button in Within the next three minutes, I had a phone call asking me if I could come down for an interview. No
1: way. And I'm like, well,
2: that was quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're over here teaching your fourth uh, mock class under your interview, and they're like, Yeah, can you come I, down right, like tomorrow?
2: I'm, I'm like, sure, yes. I'm like sweating. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to beg people for a job here in Pennsylvania, right? And I get an interview like that. I come down. I do this interview. The assistant principal in the interview is a Slippery Rock University grad. I'm Done. like, okay, all right. And then I'm thinking, I I like this. I like this already. It's different. It's kind of scary because I'm in the back of my mind. It's like, am I moving? Am I am I leaving home? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And that's in the back of my mind. But what I did not expect, and it totally like threw me, is that because it doesn't happen this way in Pennsylvania or at least not in my experience they offered me a job right there on the spot i i wasn't even i wasn't even remotely prepared for that mm-hmm. and i just i fumbled i was like Bleh. you know i'm like I, i'm like uh, i kind of gathered myself and i asked politely if i could like and i i told them i said wow i was not expecting to be offered a job at the first interview, based on my interviewing experience up to date, I said, um, "I'm, I really like the sounds, you know, the opportunity that you presented here. Can I have the car ride home or a day, you know, on a day to think about it?" And they were like, "Absolutely!" You know, they were so chilled, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And, and and they were like, "Yeah, you know, take take your time, and you know that. I mean, and I drove. I did one other interview." um here in virginia and i actually had a, a slippery rock friend of mine who was going into education come down because we kind of he he had a few in the area too so we made a trip out of it and on the ride home i remember you know talking to my buddy uh, scott newbert was my uh, friend who came down with me and i said i got i gotta take this job and he wasn't sold on the schools where he interviewed mm-hmm. And i was hoping like hey come on let's do this buddy thing you, you know you come yeah. down with me out. but I, and i just kind of said it was one of those like hey big boy pants right yeah i'm, I'm moving i'm moving away from home i'm moving away from family um I, i'm like i'm going to virginia and i'm gonna i'm gonna teach eighth grade language arts <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah that was uh what 1999. where'd you teach where uh, so yeah, so Prince William started at Stonewall Middle School, then jumped over to Parkside, and then my last stint was at uh, Benton Middle School. All, okay. all, at, all in Prince William. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, awesome. how
1: long was that tenure? How long from when you got the first gig? All in Prince William County to when You know, you had your last year at Benton.
2: So it was twenty twenty fifteen, where that's kind of the next great life changing or like life decision is. Um, you know, do I? Can I? Can I leave this? security of a of a teaching job and go and try and do like my second professional love which I developed over time, was this um being in the mortgage industry uh, which I still see as teaching right yeah your' uh, your the clientele is older they're adults, and the topic is home financing um but it's still to me teaching um, and so yeah, from ninety nine to that's what fifteen, six, 16, uh, sixteen years. My, if I'm doing my math correctly, uh, sixteen years. And the, well, how did you make the? You know, if you're wondering how, how does, how does yeah. one go for teaching? Yeah, don't how, 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 seem like they're correlated. Yeah, right? it's so. not. Like, that's not a boom, boom. Like, oh, I think I'm just going to drop this and go do mortgages. Now, um, I had um, my wife and I were married in we bought our house before we got married um, and we are so we bought in 2004, married in 2005. And I remember going through the loan process and that was heyday before market meltdown, right? hundred percent right. financing, interest only loans, you know, uh, 80, 20, you know, 80% first trust mortgage. That's a, that's an arm. It's adjustable rate. Right. We're caught up in all that. And that's how we buy our first house. And I remember before we, we were like two weeks before closing and our second mortgage was a home equity line of credit and that's tied to an adjustable rate, um, the, the prime rate that moves in accordance with what the Federal Reserve does with the federal funds rate. And they did a hike right then, right? They did a hike while we were in process. And all before closing, like even before, from start of the loan process before closing, our payment's jumping up already. And we haven't even signed for the house. And you know it i uh not gonna you know, mention that the company doesn't even exist anymore because they didn't make it through two thousand eight or or the originator, but my you know I came through that like, wow, my home loans were never really fully explained to me
0: mm-hmm.
2: right uh, and again, i hey look, it's all there for me, buyer beware right i I had everything to read. I saw, you know, I signed that stuff. I wasn't placing blame on on the the loan originator or anything like that. I just, I, I always had that taste in my mouth, like, wow, you know, like, I, I wish that would have been explained better or, you know, spelled out a little bit more. Tell me the ins and outs, the pros and cons, the advantages, disadvantages of this particular piece of financing that I'm doing. Um, so I go on this like, um. I don't know, like, not a revenge quest, but like a, a thirst for knowledge. Like, what did I? I first of all, I'm like, what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, did I just screw my wife and I? My 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 new wife and I were starting our lives together in this house, and we get this mortgage that's volatile from day one or before we close, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I'm thinking, okay, um, I I gotta I gotta learn about this, mm-hmm. right? So I. Research and read and dig. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, I come across this word, you know, refinance. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, oh, maybe like maybe we can refinance out of this. So I there, there's still phone books then. <laughs> even Because I remember in t- 2005, right, the phone book that nobody really used anymore but they ended up on your doorstep I went to the yellow pages I looked for mortgage brokers or mortgage companies in yellow and I found you know I found this one that was like oh this is right down the street I'm going to go in and just see if I can talk to somebody Um, and I go in to this local mortgage shop and um, Richard knows the gentleman that I sat down and talked with very well because it's his father
1: (laughs) oh that guy they, they knew he was going to make appearance eventually,
2: <laughs> and I sit. I remember. I'll never forget sitting across the table from from your from your dad, and I'm over there like, you know. And I go in because, and I've done. Remember, I've done all this research. I'm talking. I'm using index, margin, adjustment cap, right? Inter, all this technical jargon
1: surrounding adjustable rate mortgages. You were going to um, catch it. You were going to catch him. You were going to be like, I know more than you because I've done this research.
2: Well, and I just, and, and I just, I remember your dad sitting back and you've seen this, you know, he sits back in the chair.
1: Do I? <laughs> Have I seen it? Have
2: he, I seen it? He sits back and he's, and he's staring at me, right? He's looking at me. He's like, he's like, what do you do for a living? I said, I teach middle school and he's quiet for like, you know, a few seconds. Then kind of leans forward again. He's like, you'd probably make a hell of a loan officer. And I said, <laughs> I said, well, I said, uh, can I, can I do, can I do that? Or is it something I can learn or do as you know, part-time while I'm teaching. And, and at that time it was, it was very common. Um, and yeah, your, your dad said, Hey, would you check? We're doing new, new loan officer training every Tuesday night. Um, you know, come, stop by, um, and the, that's kind of how I got into, um, you know, doing the mortgage stuff. So there's this chunk of time, right, from 2005. There's a 10-year chunk of time where I'm still a middle school teacher and then doing the mortgages. I, you know, before kids, it was easy. School gets out at 3, mm-hmm. go to the mortgage office. I'm there from 3 to 6, and then I'm a teacher, so I've got all summer to dabble in mortgages. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's I did that, like I said, for 10 years and it gets to the point, you know, got to a point where uh, I'm approaching 40. Right. I'm approaching 40 and I'm looking at my teaching salary and then my origination volume and income from my part time second job. And I'm matching my teaching salary Mm-hmm. with my second part-time job, right? So, you know, I didn't get into teaching for the money. Nobody gets into teaching for the money, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people get out of it because of the lack of it, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're severely underpaid. But it wasn't just that. It was, you know, it was one of those, it was like that, like I said, you, you approach 40 and you're like, it, it's like, midlife is right <laughs> staring you right in the face. And you think you see something like that financially and it begs to have the conversation with my wife about, Hey, uh, here's what I'm thinking. You know, what I didn't want to be, what what I didn't want to have happen was I didn't want 10 more years of teaching to go by and then be 50 years old mm-hmm. and looking back and saying, I, I, and having all these regrets of like wow, I wish I would have tried that mm-hmm. you know? and um that that was that was a that was a huge i mean that was a huge um huge decision uh, to oh, make, yeah you know and but I looking back i mean it's the what it's what it's done for me and my family is just i mean I absolutely Um, no regrets. And like I said, my, all my teaching roots are, and are still at play in what I do with the, with the mortgage business.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite jokes that I don't, I don't usually tell in a professional context, but John Mulaney, you guys have seen John Mulaney. Love John Mulaney. Yes. He does this bit on how he and his fiance went to buy a condo. And he said, it's a five minute bit, but it boils down to God bless my realtor, all realtors. They help the dumbest people in the world to the biggest decision of their lives. <laughs> and what makes that joke funny to a realtor is not that people are dumb. It's, it's not that it. But everyone can buy a house. And what's always stuck out to me in collaborating with you in a transaction is like I mentioned, not every buyer that I work with works with Mike. It's they bring their own buyers, they have their own bank, they're whatever, and they're just always trash by comparison to Mike. <laughs> like all the buyers that I have that end up working with you have the best experience. They ask the best questions, and they overall just kind of understand the process better. They always seem like they have their eyes open. And I know from a from my perspective, I always call realtors are like the white knights, ideally, and and lenders are the wizards that enchant our swords. And Mike always gives me the best magic. You know what I mean? I always leave to slay that dragon with the best mojo when Mike's got me hooked up because he tells the king and the queen, the client, what's going on more effectively than most other people just through time and i think your overall approach do you find in transitioning from full-time teaching to lending that it kept scratching that itch to teach was that something that you feel like is still enriched by this or is it something you left behind as a daily personal goal and then embraced other aspects of your life when you've turned to lending or what's the ratio there for you Uh, um let me make sure i'm understanding the question like am i am i in leaving Mm -hmm. behind teaching did you find that lending continued to satisfy in that regard is, was that a priority that remained a top priority or when you shifted to full time lending did you find new avenues of self expression and satisfaction that, and now it's just a cherry on top
2: i, I you know i think you no know, i i do think the teaching played um, like i said i didn't when people would ask me i guess the way maybe to frame this is i always get asked the question do you miss teaching and uh, and I and I tell them, well, it's not really like that. I mean, there's, if I, you know, what did what did I miss? What do I miss about teaching middle school? Is probably the 45 minute period in the classroom with kids, watching them grow as learners, which to me is on the same like um, feel good, right meter of working with um, home buyers or let's say your classic first time homebuyers buying their first home, making this huge decision. And you're the facilitator in, in that experience to me, like I said, it's kind of equivalent. It's like it both ended all industries. Anybody's job's going to have the, the extras, the peripherals that no one wants to deal with bureaucracy, whatever the case may be. Right. But it's like, what, why, why do you do what you do? It's like, I taught middle school, because I enjoyed watching those kids grow as learners. And w- why do you do lending? Because I'd love being able to help people with that. Take on that. You mentioned it before, like the biggest purchase they're ever going to make mm-hmm. and the single largest indebtedness that they're ever going to take on. And they're like, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. yeah. You
2: know, that's a big deal. And they deserve, right. They deserve to know all their options they deserve to know how their mortgage product that they're um, that they have available to them operates right in all facets. Um, And, you know, I, I, like I said, I think that the transition Mm -hmm. was easy. Um, And then I still get a classroom fix because I do um, uh, I teach the realtors the I do the finance topics for realtor CE courses. So (laughs) I I still, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, uh, you can't, you can't take me out of the classroom kind of thing. Right. I still, you know, I, I still enjoy that. And I get my little like, uh, you know, teacher, like, Hey, presenting in front of people, you know, moment doing that. So, yeah.
0: What's yeah, it's fun?
1: interesting. I've had like firsthand experiences, you know, where you're meeting with a first-time buy, you know, first-time home buyer, or somebody who's getting qualified. And, and one of the things that I really appreciate about you is there's a lot of loan officers who are like, send them to my website, have them fill out the application, and then I'll work with them. Don't get me wrong; I get that that is the most convenient way to be able to get their information and make an assessment. But you've never been afraid to be like. I'll sit down and answer your questions, mm-hmm. right? Like if that's what it takes in order for you to feel comfortable to then they take the next step, right? To fill out the application and me actually look and give you advice on your situation. Yeah. That's something that's not super common. And I would say, I think that that falls back to your experience, your passion behind wanting to be an educator, right? Like I want to educate these people because I want to empower them, right? There's something there to be able to say, I can influence somebody with education and actually change their life for the better. And in a lot of ways, I think a lot of people have that similar outcome that they're looking for and what they do. I do that. And what I do, right. Is trying to influence people in a positive way so that they can live their best life, that they can have better life experiences because I was a part of their life. Right. And that's something that, you know, I can align with. And, and and I think, you know, it was interesting. I took a personality assessment one time and, and, and they said, you know, you're, 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 you're like a teacher you're an educator. Like is one of the, one of the personality traits. I was like, I've never been interested in teaching or like, out mostly because probably the money I was like, yeah, that looks horrible. Like little kids, <laughs> screaming, little shit. Ah, no, thank you. Right. Like that was never anything I wanted, but I am passionate about helping people and letting them know that like, there's power behind understanding, right. You know, getting, getting opportunities and taking advantage of things. A lot of times the distinction between the two is some people know and some people don't know and being able to know and the, and the power that comes along with it is, 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 is awesome. And so I can speak to that for you and just seeing that educator come through. And I think it's probably been one of the reasons you're able to build rapport and trust and repeat clients and referrals is because people look at you and they're like, yeah, Michael, do right by me. I'm sure you've talked people out of a lot of things because it was genuinely what was best for him.
0: Mike is my personal lender. He has personally lended me the money to buy my actual house that I'm in right now and my other house that I own before this. Day. Uh, I think we've worked together two or three different times on transactions yeah. the last few years. Um, and that's the other thing is the dedication. Like I've hit Mike up on a Saturday or a Sunday or a seven o'clock at night because the buyer's making decisions and needs to get something done. And he always promises it'll be, he'll be ready in an hour because he's got to finish the dad thing or whatever. But then it's always 20 minutes early because he, he cuts out like I do. And there's not a lot of people I've worked with who are, are going to cut out of the baseball game or whatever, and then go get shit done because it needs to happen right now. And he understands the importance of that. So just like, Person to person, I've always appreciated that if I'm working, I know that my number one ally will get to work to support our mutual client, and that's just not something you can rely on. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just shout out to Mike. I, so I could, I could say, I could, I could just, I could do an hour on Mike. Thank, well,
2: thank you. But you, you guys, are, you guys are the same way, and you know that that's that's tough because you're in this industry, you're you're on call. Yeah, you're on call. Um, and you're absolutely right. Like, you know, one of the majority of your buyer clients looking at the houses on the weekends, mm-hmm. right? they are dra- you, you're, you're, you're taking them to the houses. And then, you know, at the end of the day, they find, you know, they decide they love one and you guys got to call you, me for the, the pre-approval letter. And it's just, that's, that's what we signed up for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you just, it's, it's a balance. Um, by you know i'm I'm sure you guys are the same but the uh family members might not always (laughs) always uh you know be so happy that you're you know uh exiting the gym or standing in the doorway on your cell phone (laughs) during, during the child's volleyball game or whatever it is. But, uh, you, you find a way to, to how many
0: dinners have you cooked and then you sit down to your plate and have to get up and then go do a thing. And you're like, "Fuck, fine. And you like take it to the office. I get that a lot where I'm like at the grill and I'm having a great time. My burger's ready. Ring, ring. Yeah.
2: I'll be yeah, right back. I, I, you know, phone rings and you're doing something and when you see your wife's eyes roll, uh, yeah. you're just like, oh, I, I better not answer that. But the flip side <laughs> is
0: you can go to TJ Maxx on Tuesday afternoon occasionally when other other folks are at work. And that's the benefit of the time management, I think, that our industry can provide. True, true.
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's a, when when's it like a, a day off or like, you know, it's like maybe it's not Sunday afternoon, but yeah, I might. I might have a clear Tuesday afternoon and I kind of take that as, Hey, the stuff I was going to do on Sunday or something around the house or something for me uh, personal to enjoy. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm doing it on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Exactly. Well, kind of rotates a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I got a question. Um, you know, you kind of went through this progression. I'm curious now, you know, hindsight's always 2020 here. You are eight years removed from the decision to go from teaching to still teaching, but in a different, different form, in a different industry in finance. How do you feel that that, that decision has played out for you? Oh, I, like they said, I'm looking back with uh,
2: absolutely no regrets. I mean, it was a, it was the right decision. Uh, the hindsight part of it is, um, and I had this, um, I always had this in the back of my mind. It was 2012. Uh, I don't know what what it was market wise or or what, but I, I I always think back to 2012 as kind of like a, and I think it was at the, that safe zone of like, all right, where we see we see solid recovery from 2008 2009, right in real estate and mortgage, rates were interest rates were pretty good mm-hmm. uh, from what I remember, and you know I just I that's where I think from 2012, that three years to 2015, to where, like, that's where it started to kind of like I really was in like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about this more and more each day. Mm-hmm. In right. 2015, just became that tipping point where it's like, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta try this.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you remember a specific catalyst? Was there a moment where we were like, or were you like, I'm planning this all the way along, and then when these things hit, I'll know that it's yeah, worth it's yeah,
2: no, no, because that I think if there's if there's a regret. Right. It's that I sh- I should have I, I should have acted on the the job change mm-hmm. it, for me. I always look at 2012 as like, OK, that's when I should have done it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I, I was I was I was I was in, it was in my headspace. Right. I was there. Um, and I still just, you know, again, there could be a lot of things. Uh security of teaching salary to and then yeah. dropping that to go to commission. Right. Uh, which, that, you know, that's scary for anybody that's ever done that. They know that that's like, wow. You know, it's like, it's
1: kind of, yeah. give it up a salary. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> funny, you you know, the
2: teaching salary is not phenomenal. It's like, sure. you, again, when you, when you're a sal when you're paid a salary, uh, it's that same amount of net income every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so but you
1: had worked, the you were closer to retirement than you were the beginning of your career. Uh,
2: arguably, you could say by a year or two. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I think that's what a lot of what that that
2: you want to talk about callous or where, where's the real kick? Where, where's the real kick in the ass to like to, to act and do something, make the change? Was that like. Get, approaching 40 years old. And then thinking 10 years, 10 more years, and I'm 16, 17 years in teaching. And then you're that much closer to, you know, uh, then you're, then I'm 20, I'm 27 years in teaching mm-hmm. at that point. And you'd be a fool to leave when right. you're that close. Right. Kind of thing. so that, that was it. It's I And I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't want to have that same. I didn't want to look, I didn't want that 2015 feeling of looking back on 2012, thinking like that would have been the, uh, this is when I should have done that, made the move. And I didn't want to have that happen again.
0: We keep talking dates and I, I, I skipped over it earlier, but I did want to mention that you look amazing. Yeah, we were talking about your beautiful full head of hair and your stylish glasses and your wonderful face. <laughs> but when you started teaching in Prince William in '99. Richard was actually in eighth grade in Prince William County, <laughs> and I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> so yeah, that was, you,
1: you, you yeah, had, yeah, you could have been my eighth this, grade. You could have been this my eighth grade teacher if it was yeah, a different part of Prince William. Yeah. If you had been <laughs> at
0: Lake Ridge, <laughs> yeah, he's in Lake Ridge in '99 in seventh or eighth grade, and I was definitely like eighth, ninth grade
1: in '99. So that was pretty. I would have been your favorite student, no doubt about it. Actually, one of my favorite teachers right. in high school. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm
2: sure. I'm sure I would have enjoyed both of you. Oh my oh, god! man, we would have yeah. had to,
1: as eighth grade boys for sure. That would
2: have been that would have been a riot. I bet. No. All right. So let's
1: go. Go. Let's switch from the professional side of stuff. That yes. was awesome to get that. And, and kudos again to you. And I think a lot of people listening to this or watching it will be like, yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's inspiration for them to go. If they knew two or three years ago, this was a thing where they should move. And I think the pandemic Helped a lot of people go like, all right, I'm stuck at home now. I should really reflect on what I want to do. And we're seeing this, like this great resignation where people yeah. are actually taking advantage of moving, but maybe there's somebody there. And they're like, all the signs are there. All the feelings are there. I just can't, I just can't quite make it, you know, hearing this and reflecting on it and going no regrets. You know, you you were able to- you're your
0: trust that. falling into your own open arms. You know what I mean? yeah.
1: it's like, you're know
0: you like, I've got this. And you just fall backwards into the pool and it's, it's, it's it, scary. It, be, it's be, it's, it's, it's heavy.
1: heavy. It's heavy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So that being said, let's go on to the personal side. Let's find out what makes Tater Tick. So yeah, for yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. That's going to be the name of the, that's going to be the name of the episode. What makes Tater Tick? Um, if we should write it down. Somebody write that down. Cause we're always like, what was, what were we going to say? What was the title going to be? <laughs> and we always forget. So yeah. um, tell us about personal. You, you have said you're married uh how that out uh, congratulations uh and then you have children no children what so, so what's the scoop and then i got some other rapid fire questions for you that i want to hit you with as well
2: so i have an, a, a really another neat kind of personal story with um meeting meeting my wife let's um, do it so we um we met at george mason in grad school and it was my first, first ever graduate class. Um, and <laughs> I guess I was still stuck in like that undergrad college mode. Like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to have that, I'm going to have the hat on, the bill down, I'm going to be that guy that sits in the back. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm Joe Cool here, right? Yeah. And So I have this I have a slip. I'm like, well, I'm going to wear my slippery rock hat to my first graduate class at George Mason University. Right. And I'm going to and I go in there. We're in like this uh, corridor where we're waiting for the room was occupied with another class. So everybody that's coming in for the class that I'm in is we're just kind of milling around waiting for the classroom to become available. And, you know, this um, uh, attractive young lady looks at me and she's like, hey, did you go to Slippery Rock? <laughs> and I said, yeah, <laughs> I <did. laughs> she said, well, so did I like, well, when did you, you know, like when uh, you know, what was your time frame there? And um, you know, she'd given her years and it ended up to where our time at Slippery Rock University in, P- in Pennsylvania overlapped a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So Shala, it's my wife's name. She's um, uh, a couple of years older than me. So she was kind of like, you know, um, getting serious about finishing up, getting a degree at Slippery Rock, and I was the incoming freshman. That was like, you know, looking for the closest party on you know Friday night type right. of thing. So, it, but here, but this is what this is what um, we think is kind of cool and unique or slightly amazing is that Slippery Rock is not a big school, or at least in the late or the mid mid early to mid nineties. It's only a population of like maybe eight to ten thousand max at that Mm -hmm. time i have no Mm -hmm. idea what it might be like now right you're gonna you're gonna your paths are gonna cross Mm -hmm. a lot of the that population or just in seeing like familiar faces and things like that in the two two and a half years that our time at slippery rock overlapped, we never met Mm -hmm. never met and here we are meeting at you know, George Mason in my first graduate class. And, you know, we kind of just piled around through a master's program. Um, And she likes to tell the story a little bit differently (laughs) about the last class where um, she's thinking, oh, well, maybe we can, we can go out on a date. And at that time, I had this on and off uh, relationship with my girlfriend from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and you know, it was the last grad school class that Shaw and I had together. And, you know, again, she tells it way, way more entertaining than I do, but it was just like, she was like, Oh, she's like, bye. Maybe he'll give me a hug or he'll ask me out. And I just like, peace. <laughs> 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 like fist bump. Oh, you know, and, it, and, and, and I, but I always, uh, obviously, you know, I was always into her, always attracted to her. But at that particular time frame, remember, grad school is like over a period of three years. So, Shaw and I are in and out of these classes together, somewhere in, somewhere not. Um, so, there's gaps in our communication over that, that three year period, too. So, yeah, it was just at that one of those times where, you know, I, she wanted to, Grab a drink or whatever. And then things, you know, were on the outs. The re- other relationship was over. And I decided to, you know, I reached out and I, I think I shot her an email or something and said, Hey, I'm pretty thirsty. You still interested in that drink?
1: Yes. Um, and and right. nice.
2: the, re- the rest is history. Uh, and then you asked about children. So we have, we have uh, two children, um, son named Jackson, who will be 15. Oh, my God. <laughs> 15 on june 24th and daughter kennedy uh who is uh 11 years old and um will be uh leaving the elementary school ranks and entering middle school next year Dang. So. Dude, growing up so
1: fast.
0: That so. is a great story. My main takeaway is your wife is even cooler than I thought because you duffed it. You started that story, and I was like, dude, this young buck must have been thinking, I'm in a grad school. I stumble into this, this older, sexy lady who's from my alma mater, and we're just going to start hitting the ground running. You're telling me you played that out for three years, and you still tell the story about how you were dating some other girl, and you have two kids together? Man, your wife is amazing. My wife would have killed me and left me in a gutter. That is a, that's a great story.
2: Yeah, she. I, I'm sure I left out some details that she uh, um, animates much better than I do.
0: <laughs> in that, in that, no, that saga, fantastic. That's it. That's yeah. like a cool. I, I was expecting a torrid romance, but instead, it's like a slow germinating friendship. That oh yeah, yeah. And it was all of her feminine patience.
2: And the the thing I, I love about Shala that uh, I loved early on was that we are as students in the graduate school environment. We're two very driven individuals, like, wanting to do well, wanting to succeed. So there was, like, always this, like, uh, um, comical, like, grade and grade point average and would you get in the class and would you get on oh, that. Even in, ma- yeah, even in graduate school, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 that was, uh, you know. That's
0: a fun dynamic to play on as yeah. friends, though, yeah. like to build that kind of a competitive, friendly dynamic and support each other. Yeah. It's gotta be a good I can just
1: see Mike now. They're like sitting there in class, it's the last class, and she gets like her final grade. No, I'm playing it out. This is my vision. It's my my story now. My story. So you're sitting there and you're sitting next to your little desks or your row or whatever, and she gets her last paper back and it's like, you know, she's like, Oh man, look at that. Real healthy, like ninety-four. Look at that. Like that's the so great and then and then yours comes back and it's like a ninety-six, and you're like, That's right. And yeah, then you just left, left her dude this less good. They're, didn't even say nothing think, last and, time here. you just dusted her yeah and we and pr- we probably both had
2: those moments where we dusted each other on you know individual assignments or class grades or something like that but yeah and that was kind of what it was like that uh it was good camaraderie right that uh was uh fortunate enough to develop into a relationship and, and so I love yeah. it. Uh, yeah. All right,
1: Mikey, on a day off, on a Tuesday, when you have off, what are you going to do? If you have the day, you have the time, what are you going to do with your free time? Where <laughs> oh, we at? Yeah, where boy. can we find you?
2: Oh, what am I going to do? Uh, I am probably, you know, sadly enough, I'm probably going to do some odd and end around the house. But if it's something for me, I'm probably going to go either golf or hit golf balls. Or, you know, hopefully it's uh, doing that on a on a day where the weather's co- cooperative. Um, but, yeah, that's I don't have, you know, time off. Time off is uh, a luxury in its own. Sure. Without, you know, I think without necessarily having to do um, or feel obligated to to be doing to be doing something. Um, you know, it's it could be as simple as. Uh, yeah, catching up on the binge watching of whatever, whatever the you know whatever the show happens to be, uh, which right now I'm trying to get through Yellowstone. I don't know if you guys watch oh, that. My wife, oh, yeah. that's it.
0: Yeah, she yeah. loves that show. I,
2: I, and I said that like it's a struggle, I, and I'm I'm trying to find time to get through it because I do like it. I, I didn't mean it. That, no, that yeah. may, that may have sounded negative towards Yellowstone. Like no, it's well, really good. I, I, I want to. I want. I need more hours in the day so that I can do an episode a day. Oh, I hear you there. Man. That's the that's end of one, of the day. one of my one of my uh, latest uh, things. But uh, you talked about basketball just,
1: earlier, and I remember we used to ball a little bit. Um, not good, but like you and Shed, we would go out there and we, you know, I would not, but I would watch you guys hustle the the youngins out there and some ball. You still play at all?
2: <laughs> no, and it's so funny because Chris, uh, Chris, uh, Chris's kids are on the same swim team as mine. Oh, so cool. so, I just saw Chris this Saturday at the time trials for swimming, and it was funny because we were talking about like you know when we'd go and play back in the day, Uh, you know yeah that was several years ago, several pounds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I told Chris, Chris is like, he, he just made some comment like because I'm not, it's something to the effect of like I'm not balling like I used to. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, a, I hear you, brother. I know the thought when I hear <laughs> basketball, it's like uh, the. The word makes my knees hurt. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: dude. Yeah,
2: like Chris has had like fourteen that's what knee I mean. surgeries, three yeah. shoulders. Yeah. Like he's just falling yeah. apart. And I saw, you know, I at the end of the meet, you know, Chris is like, hey, let's let's grab lunch. Or I said, yeah, I said even better. Let's go out and let's go out and play golf. And he's like, yeah, at least that's something I know I could probably. uh do or something to that affect them. You know, the joke was just like, uh, I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> that, uh, could, that could be a mess too. But hey, we'll, we'll have fun doing it. That's
1: hilarious. So, <laughs> okay,
0: so one of my favorite things getting older is I had actually gone to college to be a teacher and took my late night courses, and I did not finish my three additional three and a half years, and then became a realtor a decade later. But I learned as I got older, realtors are still or not realtors, uh, teachers are people. What is one of your best? stories about like the break room about a teacher being people like somebody loved to play this movie because they were hung because you know they had a, a thing they did on Thursday nights a bowling league or a fist fight at a t- staff meeting anything cool about teachers being real people
2: well, well there's there's definitely um, a teacher yeah the camaraderie and the realness of teachers because yeah they are they are people like even i used to tell the students you know at the end of them like what do you think i do like go back, put myself in the closet and hit an on, off an on-off button. Yes. That is what the- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a life, <laughs> um, you know, standout moments from teaching. Uh, I, now without getting into any specifics, the lunchtime, like the faculty room, like um, you know, that, that, that can be a real, that's a real fun place for a mm-hmm. teacher because yeah, it's uh <laughs> You know, it, it, and it can, and it, and it can get raw at times. <laughs> so not, not about So I mean, we, you know, we had, uh, at Bent middle school, we had the best nurse I ever worked with who had the, because she was an ER nurse. I mean, who doesn't have great stories, you know, we, yeah. you know like an ER, an ER nurse, but you know, back in her day, and now she's this, you know, older getting closer to retirement, I'll be a school nurse. Right. Um, but man, did she have, um, some, some great stories and yeah, it was, uh, Teachers were yeah a lot of cut up, uh, but I, I don't remember like I said and I you know I, I those those are some of the things you miss right okay. and like do you miss teaching I'm like oh, I miss those those moments with the, my teacher friends but you know and the the teachers yeah you know, and I kind of thought this and I didn't say it earlier but I mean the the relationships I built all those years in teaching have. Um, been uh you know just uh how do i say this is rewarding or rewarding to me and being able to help those and keep those connections and help them with their uh, mortgages and um you know when they decide to move up by or become buyers and stuff like that and you work with a that's lot been here. that's yeah 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 and that's i mean i i lo- lo- love my teachers absolutely and so that the teaching profession like i said is it it's it's been it was great while i was in it and it, it's been great for me to maintain those relationships and be able to uh be there for those those former colleagues and and serve serve them now in this
1: capacity which is awesome you love yeah. teachers so much you even married a teacher
2: i did marry a teacher Yep, that's right.
1: that's right <laughs> so if the people didn't put together the master's program uh, for <laughs> you did go on she's she's a teacher she's, yeah. uh, she's yeah. doing administration stuff now too,
2: right? Yeah, she's she's been out of the classroom for years um, in Fairfax County. She is a, a, a like instructional. I'll probably butcher this. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs>
1: she probably won't. She,
2: to me, she's a math coach. Right. That's God. my coach. She's instructional support, but she's like so. To me, she's the she's the teacher who will go in and help the teachers um develop strategies for better math instruction right? at the, you know, elementary, the teachers, elementary, elementary,
0: elementary teachers teachers that's what
2: that is. Yeah, teachers, teachers teacher right, right that's cool you know so i uh, the joke with her you know it's like uh you know, I, you know when she was a coach like i'm an instructional coach like <laughs> but you know that stereotypical like a teacher like when we were back in high school the big 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 build ball cap the 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 tight shorts <laughs> Oh, oh whistle yeah! The clipboard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah! I always told him like I said, you, you got your whistle and your clipboard today, and your uh, your short shorts. Only on date night,
0: Mike. <laughs> go Only out there,
1: cars. get get those teachers. <laughs> in there. Yeah. there you go. I don't know. Why. I just need to hit I that bell.
0: You had the bell. Oh, oh my god, Richards' bell. <laughs> like
1: everything. So I hour got hour. another question, and then we'll try. We'll try to. Ra- we'll do a rapid fire after this, but one mm-hmm. more. Uh, Cause you're great. You're, you're, you're an excellent storyteller. This is, this has been good. Uh, the, the, give me an, it's give me an experience you've had that you just found fascinating or an experience. That's something that you think about or speak about or uh, relate to people in a story format that you've had in your life. It could be from your time as a teacher. It could be from your time as a loan officer, as a dad, as a you know as a husband in school growing up what do you got you, the the
2: very first when you you know the very first thing that uh oh, came to mind is Perfect. and we're we're all parents you know uh so I, you know I think this is kind of a uh, it, it's an easy one but I mean it, is there anything more amazing than the birth of your children yeah and, you know, and I just I you want to talk about uh, now <laughs> more stories <laughs> like being those memories being burned in your mind. It, uh, Jackson, obviously, being our first, uh, that was like a, um, a a crazy birth. Like, um, how do I do this? Because I know you guys have a time Set, but
1: like no 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 We'll and, drop uh, up this is going to make it, it in you do what you so, need to do you know
2: talk about mem- memorable moments children being born and you know becoming parents well when jackson was born it was like uh um it was a it was a stressful birth or like an emergency like c-section type of mm-hmm. thing that we had to go through and i'll just i'll never forget um I left the hospital. She, she got all hooked up, and I'm like, I'm so hungry. Uh, I left. I went and got McDonald's or something. I came back, crushed McDonald's, and I was just laying there on that, like, little, like, nobody wants – nobody can get comfortable in those, like, little lounge. They think yeah. they're lounge chairs, but they're not. <laughs> no, they're and, and I just got comfortable, and, you know, some machines were beeping and stuff, and then I swear the doors – like blast open. And there's this team of medical professionals that are like, I've never seen organized chaos like that in my life. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them had a role in what I, and they were just, you know, what they were doing is Jackson's heart rate dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh And they just storm in their positioning shallow. They're trying to turn him. He might be breached. Right, this is our first kid, right? right? And you're just like, "What is happening? Like, what is going on?" Um, and, but I will just never, never forget how like how quick, and yet how like slow mo yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> those events are, you know, and them, you know, have. It, Shoving papers and all the space to sign for disclosures for C section and like the remember the movie Knocked Up right like the birth plan (laughs) right yeah Yeah, the birth plan just went out the window. And it reminds me of the, the guy, what's the, the Asian actor's name that played the doctor in that movie? Love that guy. Ken oh, did, uh, oh my God, so good. It's like, we've got a new plan now. It's get the baby out. <laughs> and, that's, and that's kind of what, that's what Jackson's birth was like. And, you know, we had all these, and I just remember like passing the wheel Shala in to, you know, the delivery room. And we're like, we're like, passing by these other women on the, on the stretcher things. Right. And, and like, we're like, sorry, you're going to have to t- take a number. <laughs> we, we got an emergency one here. Right. So this emergency C-section and it was just like, uh, like whirlwind of like, but man, when that, yeah. when that, when they pulled, ja- you know, when they pulled Jackson out, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, Wow. Like, yeah. I the, what what an amazing scary thrilling <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. All, yeah. all at once. Um but the fact that it was such a like uh like uh out of like just blew up, right? Like out of nowhere like chaos and no we got to get the you know, we got to do this now and it was just and the 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 group there at Fairfax hospital was Phenomenal, that's That's amazing. I've never seen like everybody, everybody had a role and they just kind of like nailed it and they did, they were and they were great with us, um, you know, and calming, and especially with me because there are moments in there where they're taking Shala to prep her for this, right? And you're like getting the gown and stuff and all that fun stuff on, and Yeah, you know, and I, I, rem- I even remember, I don't think I ever told Shala this either. It was like, like, they're about to bring me in. I'm like, look, I know, like, this is probably the wrong time to ask. I said, but do I have time to go to the bathroom real quick? <laughs> 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 you know, it's like, well, because what, what's my other question? Like, do you have any idea how long this is going to take? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, can you give right. me a time frame? Because, like, should right. I go or, you know, not go?
0: Can I? Can I? Yeah. Can I? I don't. Know I did.
2: They let me go to the. They're like. That was funny because the nurse kind of left. She's like, "Your wife. She's your wife's fine. The baby's fine. Yes, she have time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like I want to <laughs> miss it. Yeah. So they waited for yeah. me.
1: <laughs> that was awful. Kind of them.
2: Yeah. That was so a great. I, you know. That. Yeah. That's another little like. Uh, you know, s- a sidebar to the question. I think. You know. Yeah, I think as a parent, it's birth of children. Anytime you see your your kids, you know, accomplish something or do well or you know, honestly be uh be good human beings. Mm -hmm. You know. Um you know like we one thing that always sticks out in Shala, we we just told this because we were just recently at Disney, but I remember the first time we went to Disney and we're, we're the parents that are, you know, big on the, hey, you're going to have table manners, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to be be respectful and please and thank you with the waiter or the waitress. And our kids were doing that. They were doing a bang-up job. And I remember the waitress kind of saying, she's like, she gave them, that's the time where they had the fast passes for the ride. she cut mm-hmm. the lines, right? They got something I forget what they call it now, like the lightning line or something. but. Yeah. The they gave the employees there the ability to basically write out these fast pass tickets and give them to kids who do great things. And she awesome. she gave our kids that, and she and we were like, oh, thank you, that's that's really nice. And she said, no, thank you, because she's like, you know, we work eight, sometimes ten hours, and and sometimes we get felt like there's like total disregard for. Us and what we're doing and serving people here, at the, here in the restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, just uh, that pr- talk about pr- proud, like, parent and proud dad moment and to hear your, your kids are being recognized for. Now, again, they're being recognized for something that we expect them to do. But right. it just kind of, you know, it's, it's still one of those. It, it makes you feel like, okay, you know, I'm doing the, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm, I'm instilling this in them that because this, this is a big deal. It's like yeah, they could go on and do great things and accomplish this, get good grades, be good in athletics. Um, But at the end of the day, you want them to be decent humans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm so surprised your kids are decent humans. You're one of the most decent humans I have ever met. Yeah, that's not
1: surprise. It's not surprising. That's and enough. I've been around them too. They're always, you know. <laughs> Mr. Bridges, you know, all, like you would forget that they were there, you know, well, even when they were little, like even when they were little, 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 they just always were just they, they were you were never like, all right, we're going to invite a bunch of people over. And then you're going through the list of people to be like, well, we got to make sure they know not to bring their kids like you never were one that we had to put on that list. You know what I mean? Like, all the odds are coming. That's that's you know? Make sure they good. know no kids. So that's good. Yeah, man. That's awesome. And that was, a great, that was a great story and I think a great closer, honestly, yeah. with, uh, with with just that moment with your kids. that's. I don't think there's much higher in life to aspire to other than being able to be a proud parent, right? Because in its own way, it's like these are people that are going to influence the shape of the world in the future. Like I'm potentially through my actions of being a caring, loving parent and instilling good habits and behaviors in my kids. In my own small way, I'm changing the world. And that's awesome. Oh,
2: the… Um Teach, there was a science teacher at the middle school around the time, or shortly after um, Jackson was born. And that's when I was telling you know the, my, the teachers about that whole chaotic experience. And I'll never forget, um, shout out to Deb Peterman. I think she's still there at Benton, teaching eighth grade science. You know, she said something to me, you know, she's like, the, the being a parent is the greatest and most important job we're ever going to have mm-hmm. you know, like just like wow that just you just nailed it right? right that's you you can't you can't say it any other way then that's you know it's that's all it's a, it's a, it's an awesome responsibility mm-hmm.
0: but man there's there's so much reward and so much right. to be grateful for Is everything so much meaning yeah yeah, no, yeah. i yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. i was a bit of a late bloomer in the parent game and it was a big deal for me in my 30s it was like oh man Finally, something to give a shit about besides myself. Thank <laughs> God. Yes, I am not doing it for me anymore. <laughs> like, it was not I was not cutting it as a personal priority. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Mike, yeah, you're, you're yeah thank you so
1: much for being on, man. We, we we, we, we super a podcast
0: later yeah. the year. But uh, yeah, hey, can you um, give us your shameless plug?
1: Yeah, yeah. Plug it when somebody needed to get a hold of you, had finance questions, wanted to just meet you because you're just a stellar super dude, dad, husband.
2: Uh, yeah, is, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the mortgage, mortgage plug, obviously. You know, I um, mortgage by is the is the website, and yeah, I obviously my uh, mortgage wise, obviously for you know operating from a platform of education making sure that you know the people that i come in contact with that i uh that need my assistance and uh rely on you know my help to get into a home or refinance a mortgage um you know that's the I, i want them educated i want them equipped so that when it comes decision making time they they've got you know they've got all the knowledge and when it comes to that decision um, for making that financial choice, whether it's purchase, refinance, that they're, they're doing it with clarity um, mm-hmm. and they're doing it with confidence. Yeah. You know? And you just, you're, you're the, it's, it's like the, they're the heroes, mm-hmm. right? The clients, the heroes, we are the guide. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's and you, in you, the two of you and I know that in our industry we get there's a lot of people, you know, unfortunately they like to play the hero all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, but I think that's what separates the um, the good people in our industry is I think when they client first and best interest of the client and like I said that I was uh, I forget exactly where I heard that but yeah don't don't be the hero be the guide.
0: Mike like hot. Right? I love it. Just yeah. I love it. getting her to the West Coast. That's that is <laughs> nice. first to lending. I love it so much. Of course, you have trouble finding Mike Ott. Google it. There's only one Mike yeah. Ott. selling. Yeah.
1: And soon and coming soon, tatertotot.com. You'll be able to get them there. It's $2.99. I just googled it. It's available. It's $2.99. It's a two year commitment. Three bucks. What? It's a couple <laughs> of coffee, Mike. Tatertot.com. I point
2: t- is available. I will
0: tell you that three dollars. No, and and, will, and what was the t? The t-shirt is a uh, what was the t-shirt you t- idea again? To be a picture of you, on a shirt wearing a shirt with a tater tot on it.
1: If you can make that happen, we if, will put. If, yeah, it the
2: if there. The if, the if, product you, product. if you know anybody in graphic design that could print the t-shirt, I do. My
0: best friend in the world is a graphic artist. This is gonna fucking happen, Mike. It's about
1: to go down. Mike, we can't oh, thank you yeah. enough, buddy. Thanks for being on. This was an enjoyable interview. Lots of really good stuff. Lots of wisdom buried in there, too. And uh, congratulations to you, all your success, your family, all the people that admire you out there. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to you a bit more and people to hear your story.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep.
1: Yeah. Take it and easy, right, life, We'll
2: see you soon. Yeah, buddy.
1: All right, Richard. Yeah, that was a great show, man. That and I have show. one thing I need to say before we end, because it oh, yes, would be yeah. it would be irresponsible of me to not come up with that last person from the beginning that we've interviewed. How could we forget Mr. Rotan, the oh, movie director? Come yes, on, man! I've told
0: people that I know a guy who makes movies now, because apparently I'm I'm pretending to be
1: his friend. I talk about it all the time. He told me the other day on one of our calls, he was like, "Hey, man, I've got." I've got your, I'm going to, I'm like going to do a little bit of a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler at all, but like they're coming up, they're going to have the trailer. And he was like, you're going to be in the trailer, but I don't want to show it to you until it's all done. I was like, cool. And apparently you guys ever hear that scream that they do in movies where it's yeah. like, the ah! it's called the Wilhelm scream. Oh, yeah. They, they're like, just to be, you know, to kind of be a little cliche, they're going to use it one time in the movie and it's mm-hmm. going to be when I die. And yes! I am so excited <laughs> That's an
0: Oh man, yeah. I cannot wait. I'm going to do a whole real reaction video of me watching you be brutally murdered in real time on this movie. I that is the I, thing about which I am most excited for this movie. I am yep. freaking psyched. So it's it's going to be awesome. awesome. for previous guests. We're going to have another guest yes. next Friday for show 11. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, anything else you want to plug, Richard? Has been Richard. Damn it. Richard has been Richard. Oh, I
1: got it right the first
0: time. Bridges business solutions for all your entrepreneurial real estate and related coaching needs. They've got the marketing capital, the personal one-on-one time, and the office culture that you need to make sure you can take your business to the next level.
1: Love Uh, talking shop at buildwithbridges.com. And of course, we got my co-host here, Peyton Polychrone's owner, president, Milestone Virtual Services. They are any company that is looking to have some affordable Uh, very educated, strong support from virtual assistants. I mean, it's been a game changer in both of our businesses. And the only reason that company got started was because Peyton figured out that that is such an important aspect to getting support when it seems to be financially out of reach for a lot of people, very talented individuals. It can be a win-win. And if you need to find out anything about how to get affordable support and really talented individuals, you definitely need to talk to my main man, Peyton here.
0: Yeah, and call my buddy Richard anytime he needs some business coaching. Well, thank you so much. We have been us, and we will talk to you again soon. See you guys. Pew, 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 pew.